Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hey guys, happy November. Welcome to another episode of the snooze button. I'm your host, Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. So yet again, I am recording this episode on a Wednesday, which is the day that they go out every week, which is fine. But, you know, ideally I would be recording them before so I could prep and have it go out at like a set time each week. Unfortunately, I'm far too chaotic to do that. Um, And this time of year, I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, I want to hire like a personal assistant just for this quarter and honestly I think it's a great idea I don't know how she or I or anybody else would find said person but honestly it's a lot there's a lot going on there's school stuff there's holiday stuff all of the things I'm about to go in two days on a big trip I'm going to be gone next week at a conference all about sleep with other sleep consultants, which would be amazing, but there is a lot to get done between now and then, and one of those things is this podcast episode. So I got an unusually large amount of positive feedback on the timeout episode I did a few weeks ago. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please go back and listen. I think it was two weeks ago. Um, So I wanted to expand on that and talk a little bit more about parenting stuff this week. So I will also tease out that I'm going to be offering more services around these topics very soon. Another thing on my plate currently to work on. Um, So you'll be able to discuss these things with me one-on-one if you want to. But for now, I want to talk about the power of modeling. So I want to talk about like what modeling is and how it relates to sleep, potty training, and just being a parent in general. And I hope that this gives everyone some good food for thought. So... What it is, like at a high level, and this is not like a clinical term, this is just me talking out of my ass effectively, Um, but it's exhibiting behavior that you want someone else to do. It's doing the things that you want other people to do. It's a kind of a subconscious thing. So, I mean, this is true in all relationships, like in all ways of life, right? Like if you are friendly to someone, they're more likely to be friendly back to you. Um, If your partner you know, wants to go out one night and you don't give them a hard time and you're like, have fun. I hope you have a great time getting drinks with your buddies. Like that is modeling like, hey, when I want to go out with someone, I would love if you could be supportive of that too without saying it, right? You're like, you're exhibiting the behavior that you're like, this is how I want things to be in our relationship, in our house, that we support each other and we are, this is how we respond when something bad happens and blah, blah, blah. So it's true with like anybody, but for kids especially, it's so important because Unlike adults who have been in other friendships, other romantic relationships, other co, you know, colleagues, our little kids, like every interaction, every experience they have is like building the foundation for how they're being told to be people. Like, and I, I hope that's not like putting so much pressure on you because sometimes I personally feel that pressure and my intent with any of these episodes, I hope you guys know, is not to make you feel pressured or anxious about what you have failed to do. It's just to give you things to expand on and to learn from. And I will talk a little bit about this at the end, but remember too that the best thing we can all be doing as parents is just trying our best and just improving. I'm not perfect, I F up all the time, but we can try our best because our behavior is what our children see as how you behave, right? Like who are they around more than anyone? Us, who do they love? more than anyone, us, 
who do they trust more than anyone? Us. Like we are all of it to them, right? Like they are looking at us to understand how the world works, how you interact with it, what to do. So this can go both ways. So this is the this is the hard part about modeling is a lot of it, it can go both ways, meaning you can model things that are great, you can model things that are bad, and a lot of it is subconscious. So I will give you one example. I'm sorry, Alex, I'm throwing my husband under the bus here, but I just think it's a really clear one that's not like horrible, but it's like, so Alex is an eye roller, right? Like we all have like our thing that like if we're frustrated and it could be like he rolls his eyes at me, it could be rolls his eyes at the TV or like at a work, but he's an eye roller. So what does my six-year-old now do if he doesn't like what he's told to do? He rolls his eyes because he's been modeled that, right? Don't get me wrong. I've modeled many bad things too, but that was the one that I thought was like such an easy example of something that you just do subconsciously. It's not like a horrible thing. It's not like he's slapping people, but it's just something that he subconsciously does. And so his son has picked up on it and does it. So you can also subconsciously say things in a good way to model. So, and of course now I'm, I'm like, I feel like it's bad that I'm, <laughs> I made my husband's the bad example in mind, the good one. That wasn't actually intentional, um, but it is, it is what's happening. So one thing that I often say to my kids, um, and this is really just to reinforce the concept of natural consequences. So an example would be like, it's chilly outside and it would be better if you got a jacket. Well, of course, like Delaney, who's two, I'm going to put a jacket on her. But if one of my sons who are four and six don't want a jacket, I say to them, I think you're going to be cold, but that's your choice. Or, you know, if they don't want to finish their dinner and I was going to offer a treat afterwards, I'll say, if you're not going to eat your dinner, we're not going to have treats later, but that's your choice. And that's not me like theoretically trying to model. I'm just explaining how life works. So my four-year-old now, he, I will frequently overhear him talking to his little sister, who's two, and he will say, okay, Dayani, you know what to do it? Die your choice. <laughs> and it's so cute. And it's really, really cute when you hear them say like your little phrases that you say, right? But like both of those examples, the eye rolling and it's your choice, those are both not things that either of us have like consciously been trying or not trying to do. They're just the way we speak and the way we live and our kids are picking up on it. So I think one of the like, you know, this is beyond things you say. It's also just the way you behave and how you live your life. Like one of the most interesting ones that I thought about when I was planning out this episode and how I wanted to talk about modeling, I had this memory. I was probably, I don't know, 25 or something. I was on the way to work when I lived in New York. I was on the subway um, and I saw this dad. I will like never forget this. I think he must have been taking the kids to school. But like everyone's on their phone on the subway, right? Like everyone. Um, and this is back then. I mean, maybe I was a little older. Maybe I was like 29 or 30. I don't know. But I didn't have kids yet. And, um, you know, everyone's kind of like in their own world on the subway. Most people are on their phone. And I noticed that this dad was reading a book and his kids were reading books too, like physical books. Like they all had a book out and they were in a row um, on the subway sitting together all reading. And I was like, that is so cute and so cool and for some reason it stuck with me like that's so cool that they're like a family that reads together and then when I was thinking about this episode for some reason that memory came to my mind and it's such a perfect example of like as parents you know and I don't have kids who are old enough to have phones and like thank god we haven't really had to like dive into that whole thing that's coming but they're my oldest is six um and just started kindergarten but you know I'm on my phone all the time I never read in front of my kids never and I do read, but I typically read on vacation. 
and if I read at home, I hate to say it, but like if I really do have time and I feel like I don't read nearly as much as I want to. Um, and I was the kid, I was like the really like dorky fourth grader who I would literally put in my like basket on my bike. Like I would put, I would just fill it up with books. Um, I would have contests with myself to see how many books I could read. Obviously I was really good at the Pizza Hut. Do you guys remember that? You're all like millennial parents listening to this. You definitely do. I was talking to um, a dad at a school drop off. I don't know why we got on this topic, but do you remember the like book it? where you would get like the stickers and you would get to go to Pizza Hut. It was like the best day of my life when I would get those. I would like read as many books as you were allowed and then you would like get the stickers and you would bring it to Pizza Hut and they would give you like a free pepperoni pan pizza and breadsticks or something. I don't know. I just remember being like over the moon when that happened. This is a really weird tangent. But my point is I actually love reading, but I'm busy. I work full time. And when I'm home with my kids, like I think part of the reason I personally default to being on my phone is that I don't know if my kids are around and we're kind of hanging out, but like they're sort of playing on their own. I'm kind of playing with them. Like your phone is a very easy thing where you could just very like quickly check an email, text someone, scroll on Instagram, whatever. Whereas like, I don't know, I'm like, I I can't imagine many scenarios where I'd like pull out a big book and like sit on the couch knowing that like when I got half a page in, somebody will be like crying or need me. So like, do I need to figure out when to do this and how to model it for them? Yes. But it occurred to me like that dad reading and all of his kids reading, that was modeling. That's a, a dad who probably reads a lot in front of his kids. So of course, that's like how they're seeing, like this is what we do on the subway. This is what we do when we have downtime. This is like a nice way to hang out and relax. Um, and I'm sure that you guys have seen those people I have, and it always depresses me so much when you see an entire family on their phone. I, I will give you another example that I just, I don't know why I'm like harping on the phone thing. As always, this episode has gone off the rails. but. Alex and I, my husband, went, we went to a really like fancy kind of cool restaurant um, in Beverly Hills a few weeks ago. And there was a family in like a corner booth kind of close to us. And he like nudged me and he was like, that is so depressing. And I looked over and like not to be like super judgmental, but it was a family like they the kids were like high school, college age. There were three kids and a mom and a dad. All five of them were on their phones, not speaking the entire meal. And this was like a really nice restaurant. Like we were really, we got like, we split this like steak thing. We're like, you know, looking around. It was beautifully decorated. It was a really cool restaurant and very like special. Like it was a special date night for us. Like, but listen, even if it was like Subway or like Panera Bread, that's depressing, right? That's really depressing that you're all on your phones. It's modeling. If your parents are on your phone all the time, you're like, this is what we do. We just go on our phones. So beyond books and screens and saying your choice and rolling your eyes. Here's some, I'm going to talk about examples of how we can use modeling to improve sleep, potty, and general parenting life stuff and like examples of how this would look. So for sleep, like one thing you could do, especially if your kids are struggling, if you have older kids who are like struggling with sleep and understanding that like it's sleep is a good thing and we don't need to hate it is if you have a long night, we were out, not out, we had people over last night and I am tired today. Um, And that would be a great time to say, mama did not go to bed on time last night. I should have listened to my body. And I knew that if I stayed up until 1130, that I would feel really tired today. And now I do feel tired and my head hurts. And it's harder for me to concentrate and have fun because I did not go to bed when I should have. And tonight, I'm going to make sure we we do that. I'm sure we make sure we go to bed. We even in our house, we still have 
my six-year-old does quiet time on the weekends it's brief it's about an hour where he goes to his room and it's you know it's up to him every now and then he still sleeps but usually he just plays but if he comes out sometimes or like tries to say he doesn't want to do it I tell him everybody everybody's going to be napping having quiet time all of our bodies need a rest and it's true like sometimes I do work and whatever but oftentimes like I will actually go upstairs and take a nap while he's doing that and my husband often will fall asleep on the couch like we literally model that sleep matters to us and it's not something that's bad or we're afraid of for potty this might be one of the most obvious and helpful ways to use modeling for your kids which is now let's talk about some of the reasons why kids struggle with potty and how you could use modeling it, a lot of times it has to do with not wanting to stop an activity so if you've had a kid who either holds it way too long like they're holding it you know all day at school because they're just having so much fun or they're having accidents because they don't want to stop the activity right because they're just having so much fun playing blocks that they'll just like pee their pants or poop their pants because to them that was like a lesser of two evils and having to get up and potentially have the FOMO of not getting to do the activity so you can say things like hmm I'm listening to my body and I feel like the pee-pee or the poopy is coming. I know this sounds crazy, but you guys, if you have a kid who is about to start potty training or newly potty training, trust me, it's going to help. Say like, oh, I'm listening to my body and I feel like the pee-pee is coming. Dada, could you pause the movie because I don't want to miss the movie, but I know if I don't listen to my body, my tummy is really going to hurt. So I need to go, but you guys will wait for me, right? Yes, of course, we'll pause the movie for you. Great go up, go to the bathroom, come back down. My body feels so much better. And look, I didn't miss anything. Nothing fun has happened while I was gone. I know that sounds dumb, but it really helps. You're literally showing them that we get this. We understand how this feels. We know, because I, I have that feeling all the time where I have to pee and I'm like in the middle of work and I'm like, oh my God, I do not want to get up and go to the bathroom. But I do it because I don't want to be in pain. Right? I'm certainly, I'm certainly not going to pee my pants in my office. right? But you're modeling that for your kids. So how it could look for parenting. So I'm a really big fan, and I wish I remembered to do this as much as I want to, but I'm trying to be better about it, um, of teaching the concept. And if you're a sleep client of mine who's, I've worked with you and you have like an older kid, like a four, five, six, seven-year-old, I might've talked to you about this, which is working with your kids to understand the concept of feeling two things at the same time. So it could be something like, I don't know, let's just say you're going to, uh, a dinner party with uh, three other couples that you don't know. Maybe you met them in your son's or daughter's preschool class and you don't know the people very well. Um, and you're saying, you know, I'm feeling a little nervous meeting all these new people because Dada and I are going out to this dinner, but I'm going to be brave because I want to make friends and they seem nice. So even though I'm nervous, I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to tell myself that I'm a nice person, I'm fun, I'm going to have a good time and Dad will be right there with me and I'm going to be brave, right? You can feel nervous and also feel brave. Um, I use the example, I think, on the timeout episode about like being in traffic um and feeling frustrated that you're running late like I'm feeling really frustrated and I think too you can use the I'm feeling really frustrated or I'm feeling upset talking about your kid's behavior too I really don't like I feel like I'm I'm throwing so much shade on some of these like major parenting accounts but I really don't like this whole new thing of like never tell your kids that you're they're you're sad or that like you they hurt you or whatever it's like sorry are we not going to prepare them for consequences of behavior and like when you do certain things it makes people feel bad are we really gonna act like that's damaging to them no of course you don't say to your kids like if you don't come here and give me a hug I'm gonna be the saddest mommy in the whole world and I guess you don't love me Bridget I mean obviously that's psychotic that's not what I'm saying but 
If your kid hits you, you should say, ow, that really hurts. We do not use our hands to hit. We use our hands to be gentle or whatever. Or if your kid says something really mean to you, you can say, that really hurt my feelings. I don't think you meant it that way, but that really hurt my feelings when you said that. Like, let's think about what else we can, like, how else can you communicate to me that you're upset without using words that are really mean, that uh, hurts people's feelings when you talk that way. That is completely fine. So you could say to your child, I also think sometimes when you talk through how they're making you feel a little bit briefly, it also helps you not lash out. So like this morning, we're walking to school, Teddy was being really disrespectful. And I said to him, Teddy, and so, so that I didn't yell at him, so that I didn't come up with some crazy punishment that I would never actually follow through on, which I feel like is a trap for so many parents. Like, you're being so disrespectful, I'm taking away all your Halloween candy. Like, that's stupid. First of all, I'm not going to do it. He knows I'm not going to do it. So I just, it's almost, almost would have been better if I just said nothing, right? So instead, I actually said, I didn't give him a punishment in the moment because I, I couldn't even like think of what I was going to do. So I just said to him, Teddy, the way you're talking to me is really disrespectful and it's not okay. And I'm starting to feel really upset about it. So you know what we're going to do? I want us to take a break right now from speaking. And when you're ready to talk to me nicely, we can start talking again. But right now, I'm not having this conversation. Like, I literally was like, I'm not going to talk to you. Not in a mean way, but I was like, this isn't good. I'm not going to, like, get in a fight with my six-year-old, right? Like, I'm not going to be like, you said this and da-da-da-da-da. So you're modeling. Like, I'm feeling frustrated, but I'm finding a way to stay calm. So I think this is this relates with the... The potty stuff too, right? So it's like, I'm listening to my body. So like, what am I going to do about that? I'm listening to my body. I feel like I have to go. I'm getting worried that I might miss something fun. So I'm going to ask you, do you mind waiting before you build the rest of the tunnel until I get back? Cool. Okay, that's how we handle it. So ask for what you need. Get done what you need for your body. And the same with parenting. I'm feeling frustrated by the way you're talking to me. And I know that if we keep having this conversation, mama might say something that she will regret and I don't want to do that. So you know what, I am I need to pause right now. And when you're ready to talk to me in a kind voice, I want to talk to you again. But right now, this is not a good conversation, right? So I think that's great. And I think one of the best modeling instances we can do as parents, because I think a lot of us, like we were raised in the like, because I said so era, right? It's just like, because go to your room because I said so. Like you're going to school because I said so. And I do think there's been, a flip way too far on the other side where we're like over explaining to kids and like I see that you don't want to go to school oh I'm like validating all of your feelings da 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 all that stuff we've gone too far in that direction but there has to be a middle ground where you can be trying your best and you can f up sometimes and you apologize I think a lot of us didn't have parents who apologized very much and we're not even speaking about my parents specifically I just think in general that was like a thing where like your parents are just right um so I think one of the best modeling things that we can all do, besides the stuff I mentioned, is both to apologize to our kids when we mess up, have them witness you apologizing to your partner, to your husband or wife or your whatever, significant others, and accepting apologies too. Because part of it is that. It's not just like, I'm willing to say I'm sorry when I mess up. Like, I want my kids to see me say to my husband, like, hey, sorry I raised my voice. I was feeling stressed out about da 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 but like I shouldn't have talked to you that way you know will you forgive me so they see me doing that but then they also see him saying like I appreciate you saying that I get it let's you know we'll let's try to reset we'll have a great night like totally you're forgiven it's fine they need to see both sides of that right um and I think 
in my closing and same thing with your kids if they do something like I try to be really conscious of my kids if they apologize to be like I really appreciate you saying that and I get it we all make mistakes it's okay right because the last thing you would want to model is like telling them to apologize and then and then you're like yeah well you should apologize because that was really rude like that's basically just like a big middle finger in their face right so you're 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 modeling how to accept apologies as well so in conclusion we can always be improving this is something i'm actively working on you know we're all in this together as parents i think i should probably do an entire episode about this but i've been thinking a lot recently like part of the reason that parenting is so hard is because it's new every single day it doesn't matter how many kids you have or how old they are this is the first time you've had let's say you have a three-year-old and a five-year-old this is the first time you've ever had a three and a five-year-old it doesn't matter that you had a three-year-old before you didn't have a three-year-old well you also had a five-year-old when you had your other three-year-old right like that kid grew and this kid grew and this is the first time you're in this boat right now for me this is the first time i've had kids in two different schools it doesn't matter that i've had kids in schools before this is the first time that i'm having that experience um and you think about any other job in the world it's not new it's new at the beginning and then like if you're an accountant like you kind of figure out you might start a new company but you get adjusted to that and then it's the same you still have the same people doing the same things every day um they're not constantly growing and evolving and needing completely different things from you so give yourself some grace um this is partially a pep talk to myself but i think the best thing any of us can do and modeling is a great example is to try to own our own shit and you're winning You've already won. You've won the. You've won the lottery of uh, of child rearing. If that's your goal, to try to be better. Okay. Well, love you guys. I hope that was helpful, and I will see you next week. Bye. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at brittanysheehansleep.